0: Our first lesson comes from the book of Genesis, third chapter in the first 15 verses. This is the fall of man and the first proclamation of the gospel. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel.
1: If you would take your hymnal and turn to hymn number 203, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Let us stand.
2: As we've lifted God's name up and adored him, um, we're gonna take a few moments now to pray for ourselves and for those around us. So as we pray, uh, remember those uh, today that need the news of Jesus' birth. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you are God, that you have taken us into your home and your kingdom through your son, Jesus Christ, and we celebrate today the way in which you provided for us a way of escape. And we praise you also because you have given us this way of escape from our sins, for those things that we have done to others. And God, we take this time now to acknowledge you, to acknowledge what you've done, to acknowledge that you're good, uh, and that in that, that we are not, and that you have saved us. And we pray now that you would forgive our sins, that you would forgive those things that we have done against others, those things that we have left undone in the things that you've commanded us to do. And we take a few moments now, God, that we can lift up our own prayers to ask you to forgive our sins. Thank you, Lord, and we know that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and we thank you for that. We now lift up those things that you have put on our heart, God, those that are those pains of this world, those anguishes of this world, and the things that are going on now in this world that cause us to to ponder your grace to us. And we pray now that you would be with those that have physical needs, those that are suffering, we know that our bodies decay, that our bodies wear out, and that those there are sicknesses in, our, in this world. And we pray that you would be with those people that, <clears throat> that are suffering physically and emotionally, that you would be their God, that they could rest, that they could seek you and rest in you. And with those that are caring for them, too, that you would bless them. We thank you that we know that you are our God of those that are sick and infirmed. We know that you are a God of those that are suffering and that you will be with us, that you will be with those that are suffering. And we pray for those that have also lost near ones and dear ones to them, that you would comfort them in those times now, that they would be able to rest in you, that they'd be able to lean on your understanding and that they'd be able to lift their burdens up to you, that you would be with them, that you'd wrap your arms around them, and that you would hold them in your arms, that you would take care of them. Pray for those that needs around the nation too, especially for those that lead us God, that you would be with them, uh, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them wise counselors that take your wisdom God and apply it to this world that you would be with them, that you would strengthen them and that they would do what you have commanded them as our government to do is to to reward those that do good and to punish those that are evil and that you would be with those that are leading us God and that you would give them wisdom. Pray for those that are serving us uh, through the military that you would be with them We thank you for their service. We thank you for their dedication to look out for those things that would be harmful to this nation, uh, but that you would look to them uh, to help, and we could look to them to help us too. But you would be with them, God, as they are a witness of you in the military too, and that you would bless them in that. We pray for all the ministries that we support, God, all these local Uh, ministries that we put our hand into to show your love to those around us, that through showing your love to those around us, through speaking a word of kindness, uh, through giving a cup of cold water, uh, that you would bring people to you. We pray also for those that are worshiping you even today uh, around this state uh, that is in our denomination, around this country that worship you, and that you through those worships would call men to you. As we lift your name up, God, you have promised to call men to you. So we pray now that you would be with each of those pastors, each of those churches, that your name would be proclaimed, that your birth would be proclaimed, and that we could celebrate it. Thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you that even today uh, we can lift your name up. Even today we can celebrate what you've done for us. And we pray all these things in the name of the, the person the, that you sent for us, that you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the second lesson is the prophet foretells the coming Messiahs, Isaiah chapter seven and some verses in nine also. So Isaiah, Isaiah chapter seven, starting in verse 10. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of your, the Lord your God, let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord yourself himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then chapter nine, verse two. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land in the land of deep darkness on them has light shined. And then verses six and seven. and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
1: Remain seated as we sing Gentle Mary Laid Her Child, hymn number 229.
3: The third lesson the prophet Isaiah, the prophet foretells the glory of little Bethlehem. This is in Micah. We'll read Micah 5 verses 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be, be their peace. When the Assyrians come into our land and tread in our palaces, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princes of men.
1: Let us sing of this prophecy from Micah in singing hymn number 202 and remain seated.
3: Let it be to me according to your word, and the angel
1: departed from her. Our Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Let us rejoice. Good Christian men rejoice. Hymn number 207, please stand.
4: Our fifth lesson is the Virgin Mary responds to the words of the angel worship and humility. Mary is staying with Elizabeth at this time. She says, and Mary said, by my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my savior for he has looked on my humble estate of his servant for behold from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done a great thing for me, and holy is his name. And, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in his thoughts, in their thoughts of their heart. And he has brought down the mighty from their thrones. He has exalted those who of humble estate, and he has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembering of the remembrance of his mercy. He has spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to us, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home.
1: We we'll turn to hymn number 198, Lift Up Your heads, Ye Mighty Gates. We'll sing the first, fourth, fifth, and sixth stanzas. And this hymn focuses on the glory of Christ, our Redeemer. Please remain seated.
5: sixth lesson is St. Matthew and St. Luke tell the birth of Jesus from Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25 and then Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 17. So Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 2, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapping him, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn."
1: The birth of Jesus does cause God's people to rejoice and to sing triumphantly, not in any triumph that might be by our hand, but the triumph that we enjoy in Christ Jesus, his victory. Let us stand and sing hymn number 208, O Come All Ye Faithful.
6: Seventh lesson, the the shepherds are led to the manger. Luke 2, 8 through 16. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. among those with whom he is well pleased when the angels went away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger
1: Remain seated as we sing, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, hymn number 200.
7: The Eighth Lesson, The Wise Men Are Led by the Star to Jesus, Matthew 2, 1-11. Now, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the King, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh.
1: Remain seated as we sing God, Rest You, Mary, Gentlemen, hymn number 211, as we sing about this good news and as we sing with great joy that Jesus has been born.
8: The ninth lesson, St. John unfolds the great mystery of the incarnation, John chapter one, verses one through 14. The word was with God and the word was God and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life glory of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth.
1: Before our concluding hymn, I wanted to briefly speak with us about where do we go from here, having celebrated Advent and worshiped on this Christmas Day. The implications of the Incarnation are, are profound. Because Christ is fully God and fully man, one person with two distinct natures, according to God's electing purposes, we have the gift of saving faith, we're justified, we're adopted as his children, we are progressively being sanctified, and one day we will be perfectly restored as his image bearers without flaw. In heaven, But the most practical those are great, but the most practical applications for one application for you and me today is this, that because Jesus has two natures, fully God and fully man and one person, we are able to confidently and boldly go before him as he is there reigning on the throne of grace. As a citizen of this country, If I had a need that I thought our president could fix, I might decide I will just go talk with the president. And so I would make a trip to Washington and I would plan on walking right through the gate there at the White House, right into the hallways of the White House, knock on the Oval Office door, be ushered in and say, Mr. President, I have this need, will you please fix it? Right. I wouldn't make it past the front gate. Imagine not a president, but the sovereign king of glory. Imagine the one mediator between God and man. Imagine not the high priest, but the great high priest that is ruling and reigning in heaven. And he says to you and me, come, come boldly, come confidently to me as I sit here on this throne of grace. There are no security checkpoints. There are no barriers, no gates. No one will stop us and say, I'm sorry, you cannot enter because you don't have the level of clearance that you need to see Jesus. No one will stop us. That the King of Glory has said, come boldly, confidently, 24-7, 365 days a year, you have full access to me. Flee to me with all of your needs. Flee to me with all of your messes. Flee to me with all of your concerns. Flee to me, heavy, burden and laden. Flee to me, for I have the grace that you need. Jesus is fully God. He's the cure. He has the grace. And Jesus is fully man. He says, flee to me. I sympathize with you. When we flee to Jesus, we don't find a hard taskmaster that says, you did wrong. Here's your punishment. When we flee to Jesus, we don't find a stern parent that says, You've disappointed me. No soup for you. When we flee to Jesus, we find one who understands better than we do our frailty and our weaknesses. He is our representative, our mediator, our great high priest. He has saved us, and he sympathizes with us. And he says, come to me. I have the grace that you so desperately need. Listen to these words. Since then, we have a a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. What a wonderful promise we have. One of the last lines of Dickens' A Christmas Carol depicts the transformation that Ebenezer Scrooge underwent on that fictitious Christmas day. The story opens with Ebenezer hating Christmas and this is one of the last lines of that story. And it was always said of him, Ebenezer Scrooge, that he knew how to keep Christmas well. As we move past this observance of Christmas, may we keep the truths about Christ and what he has done for us well, not just on one day during the year, but the days that come before us every day. And if we keep these truths in our minds and in our hearts, if we keep embracing Jesus, we will find encouragement. We will find that we actually do confidently and boldly go before the throne of grace. And we're able to do so without trying to cover up who we are so we make ourselves look more acceptable. No, we go not trying to hide our sin. We, we go not trying to make us look better than we actually are. We go authentically before Jesus knowing that he sympathizes with our weaknesses and he has the grace that we need. We don't hide from him even with our sin. And that grace is of an abundant supply for you and me. And if we keep the truths about Jesus and all that he has done for us well, if we keep the Christmas story well in our hearts throughout the year, we will be encouraged, we will have confidence, and we will find more and more that we will live in the power of Jesus Christ. May we keep the truths of Christmas well this coming year as we embrace Christ and live in his power. Let us take our hymnals and turn to hymn number 214, Angels We Have Heard on High. Please stand.